0: From the Balboa Island Clubhouse in Newport Beach, California, and on location, this is It's All Good Newport Beach, where you'll hear one-of-a-kind interviews with extraordinary people, executives, entrepreneurs, and community leaders, showcasing why it's all good, hosted by Tom Dior. We're honored and excited today to be joined by Kendra Counts, doctor of chiropractic, doctor of chiropractic. For more information, you can find her on the web at drkendra.com. That's doctor spelled out, kendra.com. Kendra, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Kendra, we start our show off with, again, a quote, a mantra, a prayer, and in your case, a poem. A poem. Yes.
1: Yeah. Share it. Love yeah, to hear You asked for a favorite quote, I give you a poem. Okay. So- <laughs> All right, I'm going to read the first part because I think it explains it enough. So, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. I could keep going, but...
0: Please, no, really.
1: I feel like that's the gist. Uh, We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So that's a shortened version, but it's my favorite.
0: There's so much of that that uh, resonates with our show. It's all good. Exactly. How and why does it mean and matter so much to you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I heard that version of um, that poem, that one's by Marianne Williamson, but that's a shortened version that was in the movie Coach Carter. So, I've man, that movie came out a long time ago now, but I heard that and ever since I heard it, it just stuck with me. Um, I think, I mean, obviously it resonated with me so much because I think a lot of us, including myself, um, tend to be afraid of of our power or what we are capable of, um, good and bad, but in particular for me, even good. Like there's a lot of pressure being out on the forefront. There's a lot of pressure. What I call it, like, I kind of summarize this poem as you're shining, right? There's a lot of pressure and um, like responsibility that comes with that. And I think for some reason that was something that I I wanted to be in that kind of position, but that poem resonated with me so much that I almost needed that reminder daily, you know, to read it. Like we, even my family, we, we all loved it. We're like, that is so amazing. That's powerful. Um, because, you know, you would think what makes you afraid is like failure. Um, but when you step out to you know, reach your full potential. There is obviously like potential for that too. So it's easier to just play small, be, you know, be little, kind of stay in the background. That's a safer place to be. So we just, we all printed it out and we would remind each other of that daily. Like, <laughs> so that was a thing in my family, my mom, my brother. Yeah.
0: That's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, that fear is a factor. It, 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 Talk a little bit about you, your practice as a a doctor of chiropractic and what, you know, how does fear play as a factor with you, your patients, and when they come to you and how do you ease that sort of fear and concern that they have in their life?
1: That is a great question. So I get patients all the time that, um, have seen like multiple other doctors, specialists, and they're like, well, what? Like, okay, here I go again. I'm going to try to trust you to make, you know, make me better even though it's a joint effort. It's not just the doctor doing um, you know, doing the healing. So, um it's <laughs> that's a tough question though, so you have to I feel like I because I've been there myself, I've, you know, I grew up I wasn't the healthiest. I also um, sought a lot of help from other doctors and specialists, but I didn't feel like anyone really understood me. I think um, I think I am good at putting myself in someone's shoes, um, very empathic that way. And um, obviously getting to the root cause of why people are um, sick and showing them maybe something or telling them something that maybe they haven't heard before, that creates a lot of trust. And eliminates that fear, because I think um, at this point, you know, even being on social media, you see a lot of the same fads being talked about. But yet, why are we so sick um, as a country? So clearly, there's something wrong with that picture. So then, when I come in with a different viewpoint on things, um, I think that can be scary. But it's also like at the point where they're at, it's all right. I'm just going to put my trust in this person and. I don't know how I do that, but somehow I do. And people do trust me to help them. So maybe it is just the fact that I share my own story and where I've been. And, you know, um, obviously my, um, the outcomes that I've had as well are also good. So that's how I build some trust there.
0: Like That word trust is, this is my approach is oftentimes it may be even more important, not important, but, uh especially as a, as a practitioner, then even the love that there's a trust factor there. So they, you may not like you or <laughs> I don't mean that me, but they may not like it, but they're going to trust that you're going to work ultimately in their best interest.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: And, and you overcome, is there a, a, not a formula, but a, a sauce or a, a process that you go through when you initiate connection with a patient?
1: Yeah. So let me, first, can I tell you why I'm kind of, you know, I do a few different things. So i a doctor of chiropractic, sure. but why now I'm doing um, something Please. a little different. Yeah. So then maybe that'll paint a better picture. So uh, when I was doing chiropractic and when I was in school, um, you know, I actually went to a chiropractor since I was a baby and I know how beneficial it is. Yeah. Especially for your nervous system when you're first out of the shoot, like it is so important for you to get adjusted, you know, because it could be a really traumatic process. So, chiropractic has so many um, benefits for, you know, like you and your hand-eye coordination, your learning, uh, memory, you know, all this stuff. So, all the everything else has to do with the nervous system. Um, so, you know, I was super fired up to go to chiropractic school because I knew that that was so helpful. During chiropractic school, I met um, someone who I would call my mentor, and he basically (laughs) demonstrated to a group of students how uh, chemically you can actually fall out of alignment, like from nutritional faults, it's called a chemical um, subluxation and how that can cause you to chronically go out of alignment. It's not just you're born this way, you're going to be out of alignment, the chiropractor will make you feel better, you need to come back every week, Um, you can actually do something about it that'll make it stick. And so I had never even heard that idea. Um, I mean, we all know emotions and nutrition is so important in your health, but I, I didn't even know that um, you could have these chemical faults that would cause you to, to have like tight muscles and then to pull you out of alignment, like I said. So my mind was blown. Um, and then as I went through school and as I graduated, I started noticing the patterns that he was talking about with people. It's like, you know, I take their history. I see their. So you're asking about a process, right? Sure. So I take full history. We're going through lifestyle factors. What do you eat? Like, what are your stress levels? Like everything. Right. Um, and then obviously I'm looking at them structurally cause I'm a chiropractor. So I'm looking at posture. Um, and as I was, um, moving forward with adjusting you know they would come back weekly and they would be out in the exact same way i don't know have you ever been to a chiropractor yes i have oh yeah we've talked okay Many so yes. so you know how like most of the chiropractors will say okay well you're right short leg sure. or you're left yeah or you're always out at this level or that's just you you're built that way um that's true to an extent, but if you don't address the nutritional or possibly emotional reasons why that person's coming out of alignment, they're going to continue to come out of alignment. So when I was noticing the patterns that that doctor was talking about, I would then address nutrition dependent upon how this person looked posturally and adding up their lifestyle factors and everything else, and then make those changes that weren't that had nothing to do with me adjusting them then they wouldn't need an adjustment anymore. They were coming back in, their muscles were looser, they're feeling better, maybe their anxiety has gone, you know, like, and the list goes on. So I'm like, wow, wow. Okay, like, I know there's so much benefit in chiropractic, so much, because it was keeping them um, at bay. They were feeling good, um, and they would come back in, I'd make them feel good, and then they need to come back in. But so that's actually why I switched um, majority of my practice to, online doing nutrition and addressing lifestyle and um uh their emotional well-being. So I still do chiropractic. Um I go I do house visits in Orange County. Um but I do um online sessions and I specialize in like burnout, hormone health, like what we call like high cortisol, high stress because so much of that cascades into what I'm talking about and will end up causing possibly your low back pain or your tight hip flexors or your knee pain or your headaches and you know, all this stuff. So that's how I uh, got into what I'm doing now. So hopefully that answers the question of how my process works. So even online, um, you know, I, I use my chiropractic knowledge of structurally what's hurting them and then pair that with um, what they're doing nutritionally. Um, you know, what they're deficient in, maybe what they're, you know, what's in excess and the emotional side of it to um, stabilize the hormones and the systems internally to then make a structural benefit.
0: Well stated, even more (laughs) thorough than I had thought. I
1: was like, maybe you didn't want all that information, but I thought it might help.
0: This is, this is is excellent. Thank you. Yeah. This is uh, fascinating. This is the it's all good, Newport Beach Podcast. We're talking today with Kendra Counts, doctor of chiropractic. For more information, you can find her on the web at drkendra.com. That's doctor, spelled D-O-C-T-O-R, kendra.com. Kendra, our show obviously addresses, not just, not addresses, but showcases and illuminates the beauty and civility of our community, Newport Beach. One factor I didn't think of with this—that's just as important, if, if not maybe n- number one—is wellness. What's your thought on on that? In addition to just not just the beauty and the civility and the extraordinary people, but the wellness as a factor in all of that.
1: Wellness in this area?
0: Just with people in general.
1: Oh, just the like- wellness
0: of people and how important it is to c- continue that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, kind of what I was touching on before. You know, it's uh, being a doctor of chiropractic. I'm not only looking at someone structurally. We're looking at what we call chemically and then emotionally, because that mm-hmm. that that encompasses the wellness of a person. Sure. Right. If your back hurts, you're going to be in a bad mood. That doesn't <laughs> promote wellness. <laughs> If you're tired, you're going to eat junk food and, you know, continue to feel bad. If you're stressed about everything, that can also contribute to having pain in your body and not feeling so well. Right. So, um, but, uh, wellness, I, I think the most important thing to address with wellness is the mental side of things. Touch on that a lot, of please. Yeah. So, and I, you and I talked before, yes. like I actually, um, now have studied hypnotherapy as well. Um, which doesn't mean I'm going to make you dance around like a monkey. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's a way to rewire the subconscious mind because that gets in the way, um, for so many people to be well, you know, it's like here, perfect time to talk about this. We're in yeah. January. Everyone sets their resolutions and their goals for the year, then they're feeling so great. They're doing these awesome new habits. And then all of a sudden they go right back to where they were. And a lot of people don't understand why that's happening, why they choose to go back and basically have the negative outcome, right? They were doing so well. It's like, well, wait, you were feeling so well. Why wouldn't you just keep doing what you were doing? But I think people don't realize that's their a lot of times that's more of a subconscious patterning that's causing them to choose something that is negative for them because that is a result that they are familiar with. Right? So that's why I, or they're possibly familiar with, it's like why you would date, you know, certain types of people, you know, they're bad for you, but why do I keep going back to that person? This is a subconscious wiring, So yeah. So I think for wellness in general, I think that's like one of the most important things to start with and address, but then, um, on the other side of the coin, like there's no way, like I just said, there's no way you can have a positive outlook. You can't think that everything is all good if your internal environment isn't, um, well, so like, you know, we talk about inflammation in the body Mm-hmm. GI, like your gut health and um, how that plays a role in your mental um, health too. So making sure that that's all working and all good is so important <laughs> for wellness in general.
0: Yeah. Can you give your audience today just a, a snapshot and maybe just a real quick framework of what they can actually do right away to improve their life regardless of their yeah. s- state?
1: Absolutely. So I'll do, I'll touch on all three aspects. So, um, so I'll talk nutrition first. So any research that you uh, read about what is good for your gut microbiome. So you have like good and bad gut bacteria, or I don't even like to say it's bad, but you can have stuff that would flourish and cause other things to occur and cascade and then your good um, bacteria, we need that to survive and whatever. So what helps feed the good bacteria are actually it's greens so vegetables and like citrus fruits so i know a lot of people um at this stage of the game are kind of leaning more towards like a carnivore Mm -hmm. way of being um but uh that actually when i actually see a lot of patients that lean that way and they're sick so this if you look at research that is what's best for your gut microbiome that feeds it. Um, so then in terms of wellness, oh, and with that, don't be afraid to eat fruit. So good for you. There's so many good benefits. <laughs> Organic, obviously, though, for the glyphosate. And that so that could be a whole other topic. Okay, so then number two, um, for the emotional side of things, this was something that I used when, <laughs> but once again, my, my gut health was not intact or where it is now. But if you ever feel like you're off or having a bad day or you can't really like reel it in and, you know, have a positive mindset, stop, breathe and look around you. I feel like for people in Newport Beach, it's probably pretty easy to look around you and be pretty happy, which it is. It's nice. Like like where I live. It's why I live here. Um, but even if you're somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, there is something you can appreciate about the space that you're in. So it's learning to stop whatever negative, um, thought you're having and replace it with a positive one. I don't even care if you have to fake it, fake it till you make it. It's just it's what it is. Like I used to be, Oh man, my headspace would go all sorts of directions when I had a job in LA and I was in the car for, you know, like three hours a day. Ooh, you know, it wanders. So I would, I had to practice that. I had to practice it. Stop and re uh, re pattern my thinking. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Come up with something positive. Look around you. What do you appreciate that's around you? And then three, um, For structural health, um, I would say, um, you know, obviously get moving. Like walking, if it's hard for you to even walk, um, I don't know, try to do little, even like lymphatic exercises in bed, like move your arms around, move your legs as much as you can. The next step is walking. Um, Next step, I think, for powerful, like, community vibes go to a group fitness class like that's one of my favorite things these days because you can meet new people and the energy is great so just move your body and then if you're having these structural pains you know get with someone that can find the root cause of why you're having those issues but all all three of those really do play a role and need to be addressed for a total picture of wellness
0: love this if you will Tap into that subconscious again, Is I'm, I'm fascinated with it. And I'm, if you want to say a practitioner of subconscious and anyone who's really skilled or skilled or uh, knowledgeable and experienced at that, I really do. Because I think that really has made a major change in behavior and thought processes is to understand the subconscious, to share with your audience today.
1: Yeah. You're so, uh, so subconscious. So a lot of my trainings through uh, MRSA Pier, like, look that woman up if you don't know who that is she's amazing.
0: Say again, Marissa here. Oh Marissa, okay.
1: Yeah. Um and she uh does the RTT hypnotherapy method. Okay. So subconscious or subconscious patterning whenever we talk about that that gets wired into us when we're little like the most malleable. So talk about like brain function which is why I was saying chiropractic is so amazing for Infants, well, pregnant moms, infants, children, like so much of your brain development is happening in the first seven, eight years of life. So same with this subconscious patterning. Um, and that's why for, like, you are most impressionable at that point. So during that, during that age, you have something called like theta brain waves that make you more creative. And, um, and that's what's uh, making you most impressionable. So, with hypnotherapy, or this is why like meditation is so powerful. You tap into that same brainwave to where you can make these new connections and new um, thoughts. So, uh, so with hypnotherapy, you get into a relaxed state, almost the same as meditation, and then you can basically tell yourself or listen to recordings of stuff that you want to repattern. So if you have issues around money, you can listen to some sort of hypnosis or someone talking to you about, you know, how wealthy you are and, you know, you're kind of, once again, like fake it till you make it right. But you have to do that in this certain brainwave state. Um, But working with a practitioner one-on-one for hypnotherapy is even more powerful because you can get down to the root of why um, you even have these ways of thinking or these patterns. Like some people will say, Hey, I have lack of confidence. Let's get to the root of that. And a lot of times it stems from childhood. So if you can get someone into a relaxed state, I can just straight up ask you, when did this occur? When did that start? And you know, as long as you're in that relaxed state. So say And the same occurs for um, like, if you have eczema or some, other sort of um, health condition, you can actually ask the subconscious mind in that relaxed state, in a hypnotherapy session, when did that start? And usually it's related back to some scene as a child, you know, sometimes later in life, but that's where it stemmed from. And then that's why it's exacerbated or why you repeat patterns and does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Okay. It really yeah. does. I want to go back to that once we uh, reintroduce you again. This is the It's All Good Newport Beach podcast. We're joined today by Kendra Kautz, doctor of chiropractic, and what would you call it? Is hypnotherapist? Is it is there an acronym yet for a, a person specialized in that? Uh, realm?
1: I should know that. I just say hypnotherapy. Yeah. I just, I okay. use hypnotherapy in my practice. Yeah. Cause I've done, yeah.
0: I've gone through it before. Like it's tool. tremendous. Oh, it, it, great. The pattern yeah. is, uh, it's an unlearning. It's a simplistic way to say, it, but there's yeah. an unlearning to where you can't even go back because you don't remember that same pattern anymore. You're so far removed from it that it's like, how do I even get back there? Well, I don't want to, but it's, you're just so far removed. So yeah, I've experienced that. Yeah. Um for more information you can find uh, Kendra on the web at drkendra.com. That's d o c t o r kendra.com. Back to that again because so much of that again it's I don't remember the percentage but it might, it was as high as 80 90% of what we do our actions on a day day-to-day basis are subconscious. Is it is that a I think it,
1: I'm unsure of a percentage. I'm not great. It is pretty high. I'll just tell
0: our audience here. It is really high. It's definitely 80, if not higher. When that's addressed, I can't see how all these other factors start coming into play, or at least one's open to understanding those three steps that you talk about the gut bacteria, the physical, and then the mental is to breathe, stop, appreciate uh, uh, the space you're in. And then walking or movement for the structural health is to walking. So that subconscious, that will be at the forefront, I would think, once you clarify, once you, yeah, once you've clarified the goodness, and again, goodness, we'll go right back to, it's all good if you can reach in that state, and the only all bad that there really is, if you want to call it that, which is a judgment, is just your perception of how you want to look at it. What's your thought on that?
1: Yeah, it's I a mean, heavy one. I know. No, it's a yeah. It's okay. Um, so, I think basically, I think you're just reiterating how important it is to focus on the number one part of this, right? The mental health yes. part of it. Yeah, because I think, and this is how you would know if you're someone that really does need to focus on it. If you're all, if you're doing, if you're doing things that you are questioning. Like you, or you, you have a behavior, you don't like it and you don't know how to, um, stop it. Like, you know what I mean? You almost feel like you're out of control. Then that is when you know you need to address that number one, the mental health part of it. And it doesn't mean that you're sick. It doesn't mean you're crazy. We all deal with this stuff. Um, it's very normal. I think now we're, we are normalizing that, that we need to address it, um, and talk about it. Um, but yeah, I think just knowing when to seek help and that's okay cuz maybe maybe you're like a fairly healthy person but if you have these actions you're unhappy with or there's these things you're doing that you don't even understand you're like where is that coming from? Where is that coming from? Like you're asking those questions for a reason and you you would need to get into that deep relaxed state to uncover where that is stemming from. Yeah.
0: And yeah. for you, Kendra, what is uh, the title of our, our show is It's All Good. Is there a place, a, a headspace or a physical location or place where everything is all good, regardless of what's transpiring in your life at the moment?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'd like to say it's everywhere, you okay. know, <laughs> like just to be that um, positive all the time. Um, but that's not true. Like we all ebb and flow in our, you know, positivity and can't always just be on this high as much as you'd love that. Like everything is great. Um, but yeah, like ever since I was little, which is why I live here again, I mean, I didn't grow up in Newport beach, but, um, I, I for me, it's the beach. Okay. Like if I'm in a mood or if I, I need something, like if I go there, I am automatically happier, more at ease. I can think about things, reason through things. You know, usually I'll if I need to talk with someone, I'll say, "Let's meet at the beach." You know, like it's just a better <laughs> mental clarity space for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: There are people who feel exactly the same way as you. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to something you talked about in your in your poem, powerful beyond measure, is to be able to put yourself in that either place or space requires, uh, a fearlessness. What's your thought on that?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So let me, let me think about how I want to say this because it's really not until recently where I feel like I've kind of stepped into this more. And what was it that someone said? And I know this isn't a new, um, a new thought. This has been said before, but it finally resonated with me. It's like, you need to get out of your own way in order to help other people. So you got to get over that fear, whatever you have in the back of your mind. That's telling you don't, don't share that thought. Don't, you know, get in front of that camera. Don't say something you need to get out of your way, get rid of, push that fear to the side. So you can benefit someone. Obviously, if you're pushing fear to the side for a negative reason, like <laughs> don't do that. But I don't think most of the time we have fear when it's something we need to like run towards, I think that challenges us. Um, So yeah, it's, it's not about you, right? You got to take yourself out of the equation if you're trying to do something good, which is what I've realized lately and have started to become more comfortable with, right? Excellent. Wouldn't you agree?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I really would for my own self. What would you like to share with your audience that we may not have touched on? whether it's for your practice, your personal experience, although you've been brave in sharing even your personal experiences, but something that you would like to share with the audience of uh, who's listening to it's all good, Newport Beach.
1: Yeah. I think I've said this before. This kind of, it's a reoccurring message that I like to share because I think, and actually it touches on what you asked me in the beginning. How do you build like that trust with people? Um, I think I I think a lot of people, you know, they struggle and they're not being validated in their struggle and they feel crazy. So, and that could, I mean, I feel like that can resonate for any aspect of life. Like even if you're going to talk to a friend about something and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about or, you know, whatever. Or if you go to a doctor, I'm feeling this, this, and this. Well, I don't really have an answer for you, right? You're not being validated. You're not being heard. Um, I would say keep keep searching for someone that uh, listens to you. Not that you should seek validation from others, but for this type of thing, if you're struggling um, and need help, don't accept um, like everything is normal with you or we can't find anything wrong with you as an answer. You can, you will be able to find it if you keep searching for the like correct doctor, I'll say, in terms of this, what we're talking about now, in terms of wellness. But keep in mind that so much of it does have to do with what we just talked about, those three things. And so maybe if you're not finding answers, maybe seek um, or start seeking help in the first part of it, which could be a lot of like self-exploration um, and... Like self-help in the mental mm-hmm. health, you know side of things. But in general, I just think too many of my patients have been like turned away and not really provided with a solution that makes sense or maybe it's a medication and you know that's really not what they want. and they just feel lost. So I'd just say like keep, keep pushing forward. like trust, trust your intuition that that's not the answer for you, you know.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Kendra, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much for being here, truly.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. With you.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Kendra. You've been listening to the It's All Good Newport Beach podcast. I'm yours truly, Tom DiOro. Our guest today has been Kendra Kautz, doctor of chiropractic. For more information, feel free to visit her website at DoctorKendra.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R Kendra.com. Thank you for listening, and uh, be sure to tune in next week.